This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us. Coming up a bit later on in the program, about one hour from now, that is the time of the morning when we open up the phone lines uh, and get the conversation going. I want to talk more about something we were just discussing with Landon Hoyt. He is with the Hastings Crossing Business Improvement Association, and it's a part of the opioid crisis that we don't talk about a ton But it is a very important part, I think, and it is the increased number of needles that we are seeing discarded on the streets and in parks. And we had a story just this past week of a child that got stuck but with a discarded needle on a playground in Fox Park. And now there are going to be even more sweeps of that park. And that's just one example. I know parents in many parks, not just in Vancouver, but in many parts of Metro Vancouver, very afraid of getting their kids, letting their kids go and play. So we're going to talk about that coming up this morning, just after 8.30. What can be done? What is the solution for that part of the problem? But first, as I mentioned earlier on, we've been taking a look at the area of Clayton Heights in Surrey. And some of the people who rent there say they are now facing eviction. Now that the city has been cracking down on parking, it seems like there are a lot of vehicles because uh, on many of the uh, in many of the streets and the houses, there are many rentals, basement suites, coach houses, you name it. And it's all part of a bigger picture, a lack of rental housing, what have you. But uh, tenants are worried. They don't know where they're going to go. Well, joining us to talk about this and uh, somebody who knows a thing or two about the Clayton Heights area, Patrick Condon is a professor of urban design at the University of BC. He also worked on the initial concepts for the Clayton Heights area. Patrick, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Uh, take us back. You did work on the initial uh, concept for this neighborhood. Uh, what, what, was, what was the thought process then when Clayton Heights first started to shape? Well, uh, we at UBC and my design unit uh, worked with the city of Surrey on a variety of projects that culminated uh, most importantly in the East Clayton project, now called Clayton Heights. And uh, our role was to facilitate as experts in sustainable communities. So it could be a long story, but the short story was that there were a number of objectives we wanted to achieve, the city wanted to achieve with our help. And uh, the biggest one was affordable housing, and that meant that uh, single-family homes that could be affordable, but also including rental units, which also would be affordable. And through the payment of the rents to the owner of the principal residence, that would help the owner of the principal residence also pay their mortgage. It's called a mortgage mortgage helper. So that was key to it. It was also uh, an objective to be walkable, uh, transit-ready, uh, have community services, particularly commercial services, within walking distance. Those were all attempts to reduce the dependence on automobiles that are so common in suburban areas. So uh, that's just a few of the highlights of it. But uh, we had a set of long, uh, we had a long list of objectives, including protection of streams for salmon and so forth. And the planning for that was done in 1998, and it's taken this long for the community to be complete. And they, it all sounds great. Those all sound like things that people want that will make a neighborhood work and will will be beneficial to the homeowners and to the renters and such. Uh, are you surprised at all that parking has become a problem? Uh, yes and no. Uh, the no part is that there was a lot of concern expressed by city staff when we were doing the roundtable design process about exactly this. They have been in the trenches for a long time. 
and understand that in suburban locations, parking is often an issue of great concern for people. So there was a careful calculation done at that time of how many spaces were on the lot. That was three, uh, presumably two for the principal owner and one for the renter, as well as two available on the streets up front because all the streets have parking allowed on both sides. So it was uh, accommodated. There was a concern at that time, and parking is always a concern. So in that sense, it's not surprising. What is surprising to me, and I think many others, is just how successful the rental units have become. Uh, at the original charrette, there was uh, a, a sense at the table, particularly on the part of the developers, who maintained that, no, we will never get rentals in these neighborhoods because, of course, everybody likes the single-family home neighborhood, and uh, rentals are not something that's compatible with that. That was an opinion voiced. So the decision at the shred table was, well, let's allow them. We hope they're successful because we need to provide uh, rental units for our uh, working families who can't afford a, a home, particularly at the beginning of their working career. And let's hope for the best. Let's allow them. Uh, we anticipated maybe half of the homes would end up with uh, a, one rental unit, and that would be an ambitious uh, goal. So I'm both delighted. I'm actually delighted at how successful it has been, how willing homeowners are, uh, are to accept renters in their homes. Uh, but, of course, uh, the, we're, we're sort of, in a sense, uh, I don't want to say killed, but uh, disadvantaged by our success in this sense, because that has certainly brought more people into the neighborhood, all of whom are still dependent on cars because TransLink has not been able to provide the transit services yet. Uh, the light rail line that's supposed to go right past uh, Clayton Heights, as well as bus service in the internal parts of the neighborhood. So, of course, people are totally dependent on their cars, unfortunately, under present circumstances. It also seems like at the time with the rental, the idea was to have a basement suite or a coach house or something above the garage. And uh, perhaps it's the cost of housing. A lot of the homes there, it seems like, are renting both. Yes, that's what was not anticipated at the time of the original uh, official community plan amendment, and it's not included in any of the documents. So it was assumed that there was it was actually only allowed to have one rental unit per parcel, which could either be in the basement or over the garage. What has happened, of course, is that uh, people were so satisfied with renting out the unit over the garage, and the money was very helpful for them, they were also willing to have their basement, which was compatible with a rental unit. The the, the buildings are no different uh, in the in the parcels with without a rental over the garage as with. So they were compatible for that purpose and easily convertible for that purpose. So that was something that happened without anybody approving it and without anybody really looking at it that carefully until we until we found ourselves in the present circumstance. Uh, do you think the problem, would, would it, is it not that it's simple, but would transit help solve the problem? Transit would certainly help the problem. Uh, Surrey is in a gradual trend towards people using transit more and having more transit services. As I mentioned before, the new light rail that goes between uh, Surrey City Centre and Langley City is supposed to go right past East Clayton, which will take a lot of the pressure off uh, people to use uh, exclusively their automobiles. And uh, transit through the neighborhood would help, but uh, there's uh, usually, unfortunately, a long lag time between the time when communities are built and when 
the regional transit authority is able to come and give it the, ser- the service that it deserves. Uh, what what do you think the, is that the solution then? Because it does seem we now have residents there who are facing eviction, uh, saying we have nowhere to go. The rental stock is so low. Uh, what do you think, as a planner, what what to do with that neighborhood in the meantime while waiting for transit to uh, catch up? Well, I have a lot of sympathy for council who heard nothing but complaints about parking in East Clayton for you know pretty close to ten years now. So. I understand they felt comp- compelled to act, and they put uh, and they passed a motion that would authorize their city staff to uh, take the action that they did. But I have a suspicion that, that now, with the public profile all this is getting, they wish they hadn't. Uh, I think uh, I and others hope that they can reconsider. I think, uh, in, in my view, the solutions that have been offered that are less drastic, such as. Um, uh, the one I really like is to uh, paint lines on the streets that show where the stalls are for parking, just like you do in parking lots. Uh, right now, there's very inefficient parking. People park wherever they can. They leave gaps that are two-thirds the size of a car or half the size of a car. So you might get a 30 to 40% increase in the, uh, in the parking utility that way. And the second one that's, uh, that's good that you might try in concert with that one would be to uh, offer resident uh, permit parking, which is what, of course, they do in Vancouver throughout the city for uh, for issues exactly like this one. All right, Patrick, we'll have to leave it there, and uh, we'll continue following to see what happens uh, in this neighborhood. But thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Sure, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.